Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, guys. It's that great day of the week, Wednesday. I do love it. I I just come to be so attached to this radio show, loving every minute of it. It brings me opportunity for expansion, and it brings me opportunity to share. And one of the things I'm going to share today in the healing section of the show is something literally that I just information I just got from the higher self this morning. And I'm so excited to share, and you guys are going to be able to relate to it. So having a show every week gives me an opportunity to reach out to all of you and let you know that just like all of you, I'm going through my own issues, my own things. And fortunately, I am able to pull in higher self information. And so my higher self very uh, are really helpful. They made sure that I got the information before the show, I think. Anyway, they're always, you know, connected, clearly. Okay, so today we're going to have another session with Paul or Sadakis, being, for those of you who are new, because somebody just tuned in, I think, last week for the first time and didn't know that in his own words were actual transcribed sessions of time way back in 1987 that Joan Culpepper reflected the either the fifth dimensional part or the fourth dimensional part or both of the gentleman that and of course um, Mary <laughs> uh, of, of those who played out the higher heart consciousness concept on the planet 2000 years ago we sometimes call it the Christ concept of the heart. In any case, the information has been absolutely outstandingly helpful. It was helpful back then. It's helpful even more now because now, at least for me, I have a lot more context and I've been working with the information or parts of it or um, aspects of it so that it makes much more sense. It's touching me at different levels and deeper insights than ever before, and again, of course, I'm using it every week, just like I'm hoping you guys do. It's one thing to get information, but that's not enough, guys. It isn't enough. We need to, well, I encourage you to actually use what you learn to help yourself unfold, help yourself become more and um, cooperate with the awakening, and also eventually, if not right away, to start using it to help others. So it's it's pretty great, but I do want to just repeat again that this is from Sodakis or Paul, who was Apostle Paul back 2,000-some years ago. He was very much a part of the higher heart consciousness concept that the mission, that concept did not move through into its purity. And the reason these fifth dimensionals, just like we are with the dual soul nature, are shared the information is that they 
they left the mission. It was aborted. It was not um, brought into its highest state of purity. And we're here now today, guys. We, you know, all of you that listen to me on the radio and many, many more. We're here to help bring that into the state of purity, to move it up the frequency level to where it can be and will be. Uh, and these Paul and Marias and Peter and Mary came in and given us some very helpful information to facilitate our process. With understanding comes power, with consciousness comes power, and they were helping each other. We're helping them finish their mission, and they're helping us uh, finish their mission, and to, they're also helping us to move through the awakening and into the unfoldment of the destiny pattern that we all came in to play out. So it's all really good. Now, just before I get there, just before the show, I got a question from Michael. This is Michael in Florida. Michael, I don't know if you're listening. I know you will at some point, but uh, there was some confusion because there's a Michael locally to me here in L.A. who comes to my meetup groups. And so a few people who listen to the show that are local, but they still listen to the show, they thought it was that Michael. So this is Michael from Florida uh, that a couple weeks ago, was it last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, wrote me with a lot of questions. And I went over them on the air. And just so you know, Michael, I, I did get a tremendous amount of feedback, positive feedback. They loved the questions really help them clarify things. So questions are good, so keep them coming. And he has a question for us today. He said he's starting to understand how to be more conscious and in the forever now moment, but I want to work on the amalgamating part. Do you have any tips for beginners? So, But I'm just going to say very amalgamation is simply giving those divine energy's permission to move into our free will arena. That's all it is. And all you need to say, or I'm giving you the words, but it's a place to start. The words really are symbols. So you can use a lot of different words. If the intention is to bring those divine energies in, you, you can say, I am my pure soul essence. Or you can say, I am the divine within, or you can just sense or use a symbol like a spark of light or a flame of a candle, or as I've suggested often using the internal symbolic sun representing or symbolic of that pure soul essence. You can, instead of saying words, you can just focus on the symbol, activate the symbol, give it permission, invite it into this free will arena to help us. And I also encourage you to amalgamate with your fifth dimensional true soul essence to become one with that so that we become comfortable with this huge other part that we, we are, that we don't, for so many eons of lifetimes, we didn't even know it existed. And often if we did know, we didn't know what to do with it or what it meant. So that's another part of the amalgamation to, to focus on that. And you can use a symbol for that, too. Uh, you can use the symbolic words, I am my true soul essence. You can use a symbol for your true soul essence. And I've mentioned the one that I use, which is sort of this deep blue field of energy with flecks of silver and gold in it. And I've talked about a couple of other people's symbols. So you can use whatever you want. Or you can just 
sort of sense it or imagine it. Imagination is actually very helpful. I remember way back when, when I started, I, I didn't get anything. And then the higher self said, you know, you can use your imagination and we can impress your imagination so that what you're imagining more and more becomes really what it is. And pretty soon you understand that what you're imagining is really what you're knowing what and that you are receiving information or energy or pictures or whatever. So begin with the imagination, which is what I did, and allow that to develop if you don't have any other way to connect with the the amalgamation. So, And then the last part of it is simply to move in and become one with the originating source of all there is. And again, you can use the words, I am the originating source. You can just think or sense or imagine that field of energy and feel yourself being enveloped or engulfed getting that cosmic hug, so to speak, from that very, very powerful energy, the source of where we, we, that gave birth to us and that we are in process of moving back to. As as in our evolutionary movement, we are moving our uh, evolutionary frequency higher and higher. So that, and you can use only, you, you don't have to do all three. There's times where, it's a pure soul essence. I just really need to amalgamate. I have little time and I just said, you know, I think about the pure soul essence. Sometimes I say the word, sometimes I just think about the light or visualize the light, feel, or sometimes I just feel the energy. So it's not, you have to do all three. When I'm working more time, I do do all three because I think there's elements and aspects from each thing that are important for me. But each of you would have your own choice in the matter. Each of you would have your own choice. The the purpose of the amalgamation is simply to give that permission to the divine energies. Because the divine energies know who we are, know where we're going, work in our highest ideal always. They can't hurt. They can't harm. They're uncorruptible. They don't manipulate or anything. They facilitate our unfoldment and that's simply why we activate them and then from there once they're active we go ahead and direct them however we wish or we allow them just to work I do both just they know a lot more than I do if I have a particular focus that day I'm going to direct them to that but I also say and go anywhere else known and unknown that you need to go you know I give them open permission to help me in whatever area so you can do it either way. So that, I hope, answers your question, Michael. Um, and thank you for that, because I'm sure there are others that are curious or are um, wondering if what they're doing is correct. When I do the amalgamation, of course, I go on and on and on, because I use it as a time to bring you, bring people into awareness or consciousness to understand a lot more. And I've actually simplified it, but a while back, I used to have it fairly long, Joan Culpepper's amalgamations that she does at the beginning of these uh, transcriptions that I've been reading to you guys, they've always been very long because she also, if you notice, she teaches and explains as she goes. So, but when we do it for ourselves, we don't have to do all that. That's just, you know, giving you some words and some concepts, some way to understand what it's all about so that you have you have context 
and understanding. Okay, so that's the scoop on that. Now, before I start on this week's show, I do want to give you something from last, not last week. When, okay. First of all, this week's show is on hope and faith. But I did a show last year on hope and faith. I think it was in June sometime. And much of what I covered in it came from Paul, but it wasn't just from Paul. And it's a very interesting show. I think that you get a lot out of it. So if this speaks to you in some way, you might want to go back and listen to that show that I did in 2016 on hope and faith. Um, But I'm bringing it to you again in this series of in his own words, because I didn't cite C-I-T-E, I didn't cite Sadakis when I did the show because I hadn't yet talked about the evolutionary concepts and the higher heart consciousness group. I hadn't yet brought that in, so I didn't cite it. But a lot of it does come from Paul, and when you listen to it, you'll see, you know, you'll connect to it. Um, but anyway, I am doing this again, even though I did cover it somewhat last year because I am doing in his own words, I do want to bring you what we learned from uh, the quote-unquote biblical group because they are helping us bring the higher heart consciousness up into a higher frequency, up into its purity. And I, I think it's important for you all to know what they have to say. They're helping us. And in that way, we then can return the help because they feel responsible on some level for the mission being aborted and they are wanting and they're working with us and I think other groups around the planet to help us so that we can then bring part of our mission, part of why we're on the planet today to help bring that concept into its higher level. So I am doing the Paul thing. I am quoting him uh, on it and, uh, In any case, in this today's thing, Sadakis mentions hope, but he he kind of doesn't go into a lot of detail about it because the week before this one, when he originally did it, there was a whole higher self thing on hope. So he's coming to us assuming we'd already heard that, you know, last you know, originally, he knew that the week before we had gotten this information on hope. And so when you hear it now, today, when you haven't heard last week, the la- the prior week's information on hope, there's a lack of context. And even though they came to us fairly regularly, there were often weeks in between where the, the, where the higher selves just in general came in and were talking to us about this, that, or the other. But in this case, there is a definite, most of the time when I do these in his own words and they've skipped a week or two since the last time they were in, uh, it hasn't needed me to go back. But this time I had to go back and I had to reread that prior week. And what I did was I'm not repeating the whole week, but I took one paragraph that I'm going to read to you about hope because it's enough just to give you the background that's needed for today's Sadakis, I think it's part six, uh, session. Okay. Okay, guys. (laughs) Okay. So 
Here it is. This was from the week before in 1987. So I don't know. It was the end of May, I think. The end of May. Yeah, the end of May, 1987. Okay. It is also wise to remember that each soul involved in any so-called hopeless situation is there based on that soul's desire at the unconscious level to be part of the experience. But this does not mean that it's set in concrete or that because the soul has chosen that at the unconscious level, that the soul must play this role out. By working at the pure soul essence level and sending the idea of hope across these lines of energy into the so-called hopeless situation, in essence, you are giving each soul involved in the collective situation an opportunity at the unconscious level to rethink the situation. For it is known that a soul only goes through what the soul believes it must go through. If you work from that higher level of evolutionary awareness, sending out across these lines of energy the idea of hope, divine hope, the idea of higher heart consciousness, whatever you individually or collectively as a group desire to send out across these lines of energy, you are giving each soul in each reality an opportunity to rethink the situation they happen to be in. You are speaking to that soul pure soul essence to pure soul essence. And each of you know that the pure soul essence vibration works from the inside out. Okay, this is me, Janet. In other words, hope, divine hope, is a powerful energy and helps a soul change its mind. This is divine hope. It comes from the pure soul essence. It's not the mind level thought hope. And I'm going to go in that, into that in the healing portion of the show. So I won't explain that quite yet. But it's the divine hope that will speak to the soul and give that soul an opportunity to choose differently. That soul is not stuck in a hopeless situation because of fate or karma or anything else. It has choice. Remember, it's the fourth dimensional soul. It is living in the free will kingdom. It has choice, and divine hope gives it the opportunity to choose something different. Okay, so that, I think, is enough for you to understand the context of Sadakis, uh, what he shares with us today, okay? All right, so... This is uh, from June 3rd, 1987. All right. Oh, and I do the amalgamation from Joan. This is Joan doing the amalgamation. Okay. All right. Let's all quiet our minds for just a few moments and relax. And in this state of quiet, let us focus our attention on the light within, recalling that this light is symbolic of the pure soul essence, that contained within the center of this light, we carry our highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. And we are connected to the totality of all light in all levels and all dimensions. Let us now allow our light to grow until we stand encompassed within its center. And in the state of centeredness, I ask that we be taken into the originating source of energy. 
and in this state of consciousness that we be amalgamated with the totality of all of our higher selves and with any higher selves from any realm or any direction that care to join with us in this session. I further ask that each of us remain conscious throughout our amalgamation, throughout of our amalgamation and our centeredness, and that each of us be pure and perfect instruments to receive, to understand, to articulate, and to manifest the information from its highest level. And that each of us commit ourselves and dedicate ourselves to carrying this information, whether we carry it verbally or silently, out into the totality of humanity. I ask that we be impressed, that we be discerning, that we be brought in touch with those that will accept at their soul level the verbalization of this information. And I further ask that we be taken out into the world, reaching out by using energy that we carry in the silence and touch all those souls who are not willing or able at this point in time to be able to listen with the ears to the words of the information, but who can unconsciously draw magnetically from the energy itself. In this way, we assist that soul or groups of souls in furthering their own evolutionary speed up. Now let us take a few moments and very consciously focus our attention on the symbolic healing circle, that circle of light that we use ongoing 24 hours a day in order to activate and process healing and balancing energy for individuals and groups of individuals at the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. This healing energy is very real energy. And I would ask each of you for the moment to become very, very conscious of the reality of this energy. I would like to ask each of us to place ourselves in the center of the healing circle, remaining very conscious of the reality of this energy. You can direct this energy through thought into your own body, your own mind, your own situation, your own condition. And I would ask each of you to use that in a very conscious way for just a moment or two. And as you are working very consciously with this energy for your own purposes, I will continue to place within this healing circle other situations and conditions I'm impressed to so place within. And if you have an impression yourself, please feel free to place that either verbally or through your thought. Now let us take a moment and infuse into the healing circle itself that element of hope. We've already infused the element of higher heart consciousness, the power of the miraculous, and many other energies into the healing circle. And tonight we place the element of hope into our healing circle frequency. Now let us call into the healing circle all souls at any level in any dimension who are involved at this point in time as well as those who might be moving toward creating at some future time with a catastrophic illness. We do not see these souls as victims. We see these souls as individuals who carry at the soul level the ability to miraculously lay claim to perfect health. We would include those with AIDS, with cancer, and other forms of illness, both known and unknown. And we would also call into the circle all individuals involved in research and assistance and helping to address these catastrophic illnesses. 
I now ask the friends and families of individuals involved in processing these illnesses that they be brought into the center of the circle. Let us infuse into the healing circle for these individuals comfort, understanding, peace of mind, and hope. And now let us remove from our minds the idea that these illnesses are hopeless and incurable. For remember, if we infuse hope into what apparently is a hopeless situation, we are greatly assisting in in lifting the collective consciousness and unconsciousness, which feeds and empowers situations and conditions. So tonight, we want to place this element of hope very, very strongly and very energetically into this healing circle and for all of the people so placed within it. I further ask tonight that we call into the healing circle all powers and authorities on this planet involved in situations and conditions as they pertain to laws and politics and governments. And into this situation, we want to focus very strongly on the idea of higher heart consciousness. And now let us call on all souls in all levels who desire, for whatever reason, to partake of this work tonight, whether they be in body or whether they be disincarnate. Our healing circle extends and is unlimited and can hold within it every soul at every level and in every dimension. It is an unlimited healing circle. Now remember, we're standing within the center of this healing circle. You could view yourself in this instance as being in the very center of this healing circle with all soul situations and conditions that have been placed there surrounding you in this unlimited circle of light. Now, standing as the centering point, I would ask each of you to activate the symbolic but very real energy of the rainbow bridge. And as a group, begin to turn in a 360-degree circle, sending out as a group the collective energy of the Rainbow Bridge. I'm sorry, guys, but it's so powerful. It's just bringing tears to my eyes. As often as you will, please consciously focus your attention from time to time on this healing circle. Remembering that each time any of us consciously focus on the healing circle, we are greatly infusing and activating and expanding all of the energies that have been placed there in all of the weeks and years that we have been working in this particular vibration. Okay. Give me a moment, guys. It's a little water. Very brought something up there for me. Sadakis. Now, Sadakis comes forward tonight. You may recall that in the Earth mode on this planet, he was Paul. But he appears tonight as Sadakis in his fifth dimensional vibration to address us on the idea of faith, which is an extremely important element connected to the idea of hope that was presented to us last week. He reminds us that to manifest the end result of the ultimate positive creation, we must come from a state of knowing. But the knowing must take place in every level of the beingness of the person doing the knowing or knowing. 
he also reminds us the altered realities many times prevent us from experiencing that kind of knowingness in every area of being. In other instances, those same altered realities will fool us, fool us into believing that we are knowing when in reality we are not in that state of full knowing. And therefore, the positive creation cannot manifest at the level of intent that it could have manifested had we been in the full state of knowingness. Janet. The doctor throws this very profound concept at us by way of introducing the divine energy of faith. And I'm giving you, I'm coming in now to give you a little preview because right after that heavy-duty, significant paragraph, he changes the subject. So I'm giving you a little preview. What he is saying here is that if we were in the full state of knowing, we could create all the positive manifestations at the full level of of intent that we would wish. But at the moment, at least, because we still carry these altered realities, we are unable to do that as yet. So he is bringing in and going to discuss with us the energy of faith, which is the energy to manifest all that is hoped for. Okay? So that's Janet. So Dacus, in the area that deals with hope, you will recall that hope needs to be experienced by individuals who feel themselves in, to be in hopeless situations. And hope must be experienced in collective situations and conditions as they take place on the planet. For in order to reach that point of knowing, one must first begin with the idea of hope. There is hope here. For those who have worked with this concept in this past week, you should have seen interesting results. If you have not yet worked with the concept, you are again urged to begin to practice flowing the energy of divine hope, of the divine hope element into what appears to be hopeless situations. Tonight, based on the idea of flowing hope into a situation, Sadakis indicates that faith also, as a divine element, brings a tremendous amount of vitality and power into situations where conditions need to be addressed and need to be changed. Most people, when they think in terms of faith, think in terms of having no faith or having little faith or having lack of faith. It has been greatly misunderstood insofar as the orthodox philosophies are concerned. For in some instances, for example, the faith could be placed on the idea that you must have faith in the fact that Marius came and died for the sins of the humanities, and without that faith, you were lost and eternally doomed in hell. Divine faith, actually, is a power that is usable by every single individual, and it is usable at all times, in all situations, where the in, whether the individual is aware of that power or not. For the majority of individuals on this planet Due to the negativity of programming that has taken place, which resulted with this negativity being carried within the astral realities, faith, for the most part, is played out in a very negative way. This means when one's involved in or views an apparent hopeless situation and allows the idea of hopelessness to be taken in unconsciously, then the faith is that the situation is hopeless. And through that faith, we greatly assist the manifestation of the situation as one of being hopeless. Okay, Janet. This 
material today was I had to read through it a lot. I'm just telling you guys. And I have done some pretty extensive editing. It is still his words, but I'm just saying, if you have a little difficulty, please, I understand. Okay. What he's saying is that the understanding and viewpoints we have about faith often means that when we view difficult difficulties on a grand scale, whether consciously or unconsciously, we fall in, we just fall into having faith that the situation is indeed hopeless. And in this way, we actually assist the situation to continue to be hopeless. Because here's the thing. Faith carries the energy manifestation and to manifest to, to manifest, to carry the energy of manifestation. So when we have faith, especially at that unconscious level, but if it's conscious, it's even more, it's even stronger, we are having faith that the hopelessness con- will continue. Oh, it's hopeless. How, you know, haven't we all said that? Oh, it's hopeless. Well, if we have faith that something is hopeless, we are continually adding the energy of manifestation to that hopeless situation. That's what he's saying. Okay, I do want to just mention, if you have any questions, you can email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com because the, this, this is kind of a heavy-duty kind of day. <laughs> um, this material is not, not easy to just grasp instantaneously sometimes. Anyway, Sadaka, we have addressed at other times the idea of having faith in the self. And the example that has been used on more than one occasion is that you sit on the chair unconsciously believing that the chair will hold you up and therefore demonstrating faith that the chair you sit in will support you. Faith in the self is important and a very powerful energy that does manifest even if you are unconscious of the fact that the faith you have in the manifestation is playing itself more or less negatively. So the idea is to move faith into a positive vibration. Faith to become, faith to do this, to do that, faith that this situation will play itself out in a manner that's acceptable and positive. It's important to remember that you individually and as a group collectively carry within you the very potent power of manifesting faith. You all know that you and others, both known and unknown, carry very high frequency in areas that deal with your ability to make a statement out in the world. You also know that the statement can be made with your mouth using words or through your thoughts sending energies. It's important at this point of time for each of you to begin to, be, begin to become conscious in your own mind of those situations and conditions that appear to be hopeless and to also reaffirm in a state of consciousness that those hopeless conditions or situations carry within them the power of hope and your ability to utilize the manifestation of faith in a positive manner can make a miraculous difference in your own life and in situations where the world is concerned. You are beacons of light. You have been told this on more than one occasion. Each individual in this room and others, both known and unknown, carry a high frequency out into the world at this point in time. This frequency is ever-increasing. Each of you are awakening, sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously but at a much higher rate of speed than has ever been realized on this planet up to this point in time. 
It therefore becomes urgent for each of you to spend time with yourself in a state of conscious recognition as to who and what you really are. This means laying claim to the faith, which is that powerful manifesting energy, lay claim to the faith that you are moving into higher and higher levels of awareness. And through moving into these higher and higher levels of awareness, laying claim once more to the manifesting power of faith and to move it out into the situations of the world conditions and bring and begin to bring to a, a much more potent balance and harmony to the souls on the planet. In this way, you can assist those souls on the planet to reach as high as they're capable of reaching in their own evolutionary consciousness. You have been addressed on the importance of becoming very conscious about what you allow in your consciousness. For in most instances, the consciousness is laid aside and the information or input is taken in at a semi-conscious state. By becoming very conscious of the situations that you read about, that you hear about, and immediately becoming conscious of the fact that there is hope here. I have the manifesting power of faith that this situation can manifest through hope into a protective state of beingness. Janet. Okay. Bottom line, divine hope is essential. It provides the opportunity for the souls to change their minds about remaining in a hopeless situation Divine faith is an essential element that works with hope because the faith carries the power to manifest all that's hoped for. It carries the power to manifest, period. And if we leave it in the hopeless conceptual arena, it's going to manifest hopelessness. So we want to be very aware and very conscious of the idea that faith carries the energy of manifestation and we want it to work with hope so that the hopeless situation unfolds and or not unfolds um, moves into the positive positive vibratory frequency and allows souls to rethink the situation and recreate the hopeless situation into a situation of hope so together, individually and together, these energies uh, carry great power. We have access to all of it, and Sadakis just keeps ensuring us, encouraging us to use it not only for ourselves, but for the good of all souls. Um, okay. Sadakis, it's difficult many times to impress upon you how powerful you really are. For the fourth dimensional facade reality is one that is greatly limited and greatly limits each of you in your ability to fully grasp and know in every area of your beingness that you truly are that power. Again, this is not intended, as you know, to stroke the ego of any individual in the room or any individual known or unknown anywhere. It's simply to bring once more into your consciousness, asking you to be conscious of the fact that we are bringing this into your consciousness, the idea of what you have to offer in areas that deal with the world concerns, even when you sit in your own home and are separate from all the concerns as they play themselves out in their various realities around the planet. Always remember the pure soul essence that connects you to, to the totality of all life, connects all life to you. 
because you are elevated in your evolutionary pattern, you draw to you across those lines of energy all those souls that are in lesser states of evolutionary awareness. This means that when you become conscious that you are that pillar of light, you are that power of hope, that manifesting power of faith, you reach out unconsciously but in a very real way and touch and assist all souls in all levels of the evolutionary vibration that are beneath you in their own evolutionary movement. Janet. Okay. Once we know, we know our inner power, whether we consciously use it or not, we are helping all of those souls beneath us in their evolutionary movement. You know, and I have to say, wow, that's exciting. But we need to consciously know it, truly know that power. So, it's important we continue to <clears throat> neutralize our altered realities, our energy identities, that energetic baggage that we all carry. It's key. And meanwhile, we use the amalgamation state to tap into and utilize those divine energies at the higher level um, so that we can bypass our energetics and the divine energies do the job. You know, we direct them and they, the divine energies are doing the job at that very highest level. So until we actually know our inner power, we want to do, use the amalgamation. And we want to continue neutralizing and clearing and letting go of and releasing into the light these energetics that we carry so that we can move into that truly knowing state, that true consciously awakened state. And that's where we're all going. And this isn't a hopeless situation. <laughs> we're sending in the energy of hope and the faith that this, all that is hoped for, will manifest. Okay. So, Doc, additionally, all souls that are elevated above you in the higher dimensional realm reach out and touch and draw you towards them. It works in an unending process of evolutionary movement from the very lowest to the very highest in this dimensional frame and in all other outer dimensional frames. But until you become conscious, very, very conscious of the power that you carry, it is a power that gets unused at the conscious level and is not as directed and focused as it would be if you were using it very consciously. So it's suggested that we adopt an attitude, very conscious, very focused attitude, that there is hope on the planet for unity and understanding, for higher heart consciousness, and that all situations that we judge as hopeless are situations that can be elevated through hope, can be activated through the powerful energy that manifests based on faith and moved into higher levels of planetary harmony. Faith then becomes that power that must be examined at, the, at a very conscious level. For any time you fall into the trap of assuming a situation is hopeless, that stamp of powerful manifesting faith adds to the, the situation, creating more hopelessness. There is no situation anywhere, anytime that cannot be addressed with one or more solutions. To adopt an attitude of hopelessness is to adopt an attitude of allowing that hopelessness will continue to manifest into more hopelessness because the faith 
that negative faith move through that and assist and helping to create more hopelessness. You may assume that you stand here in this reality and you look out at all the various ills of the world and you question what solution you have that could create hope where hopelessness is manifesting. And this faith, in fact, that you cannot address certain issues of the world assists, again, the negative manifestation of hopelessness. And you manifest that out of doing nothing and by feeding into the collective consciousness and unconsciousness the concept of being able to do nothing. Okay. Stick with it here. He goes on. All right. All you have to do to make your mark is to work in the silence from the pure soul essence, blowing out hope into those situations, becoming conscious of faith at its positive manifestation level, and becoming conscious of the fact that whether you are aware or not, you are constantly manifesting faith, which for the most part is uncontrolled and manifests as negative faith. This is a time for each of you to become very positive about the souls on the planet. It may seem difficult for you in this reality to understand because this is the first time on this planet there is truly a frequency being made available through the planet's own evolutionary movement that can greatly adjust the evolutionary level of all of the souls. This planet and the souls upon this planet are moving from the dark ages of unconsciousness, of unawareness, of uninvolvement un- and unevolvement into a very positive vibration. You can make a difference as a group blending your energy, energies coming together to work in the healing circle, individually still blending with a group, merging energies even if you are alone in your own home. You all made an agreement prior to coming in to be a team. Most people mistake that with saying, well, we only play this game when it's active. Okay, the soccer game is on at four. This is Janet speaking. (laughs) The soccer game is on at four, so that's when I'll play soccer, is what he's trying to say. Well, that's a fourth dimensional perception. The team is active all of the time. The fifth dimensional part of you moves out and touches every other fifth dimensional known and unknown and draws upon the power of the group anytime. It is, of course, more powerful when you sit down with a conscious awareness and begin to work because in consciousness, you are building power in the collective consciousness and unconsciousness of humanity. You're not alone. You can make a mark. You can create hope in what appears to be hopeless situations for yourself or others. You can manifest the power of faith in a positive vibration and actually stand back and see the results. Joan is thinking in her mind, Paul continues, Joan is thinking in the mind that I sound as fanatical now as I did then. And then Joan says, that's right, that's exactly what I was thinking. And Sadakis further comments that he does have a tendency when he fades in and out of the Paul mode to take the flavor like the preacher. So Paul is saying that he has a tendency in the Paul mode now and then to he has a tendency to do that now and then and we tend to perceive him as a little bit fanatical but he wants to close by saying that rather than viewing him as a fanatic he would rather that we would have him view us that we would view him 
as a fan. He is enthusiastic for our team, and he wants this team, our team, to win. So in this case now, he's our fan who thinks highly of this group as a team, and he will leave us. And as he leaves us, he is, oh, Jonah's saying, that's funny. He's going, rah, 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 go team, go, rah, 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 go team, go. So Joan says, I'm glad he has a sense of humor, and that was very sweet. So anyway, that's, that's the session. And he is really pushing it, guys. And he, that's why Joan felt this fanaticism. But he's really encouraging us, really wanting us. He's a fan. He wants us to utilize all that we carry to help humanity. We can just do a huge amount of stuff for the humanity, just sitting in our own home. And when we get together as a group, we do it as a group. But in your own home, you can call on the group. You can work in the healing circle. You can call on the group of listeners, past, present, and future. You can call on higher selves from any realm or direction and amalgamate with that energy. You have a lot of techniques, a lot of possibilities. Whatever you think of is fine. There isn't a right way here. It isn't the right way. You, I, you know, I've been giving you lots of ideas, and you can come up with your own. You know, you've all reached out and connected with other groups, other modalities, other philosophies. There might be something in another philosophy that might you might feel, oh well, that really works here. Let me use that. So you aren't limited. We're only limited by our own belief system. So, you know, let's try to stand between belief and disbelief and become more and more knowing, more, tapping more and more into this incredible power that we carry at that pure soul essence level. Okay. If you have questions, feel free, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Please let me know because this was, this was a mouthful. It was, um, you know, some of them just, are very clear and, and easy to understand. I do very little editing. This was, it's still Paul's words. I didn't edit that much, but they're just, it, it, it was almost as if he was so excited he got carried away. <laughs> and his being a fan and really wanting to help us, he, it was like he got carried away. And some of the sentences were like paragraph long and very convoluted. And so I just, made the sentences less convoluted and more easy to flow sentence to sentence, that kind of thing. So in any case, if you have questions, Janet at JanetRichmond.com is a perfect way to reach me. Okay. <clears throat> now today, even though we've been working on hope and faith, I am going to be working on hope. Now I'm going to work on it in a way that you might not expect. I think it was last week, or was it the week before, when I worked on letting go, releasing, neutralizing love. It's a very positive concept, and it's one you don't expect that we need to release. And then I reminded you that the what we're letting go of, what we're neutralizing, is the fourth dimensional viewpoints, beliefs, misunderstandings, misconceptions, misunderstandings, that are attached to the word love. We aren't releasing the divine love that we carry. We aren't neutralizing that. 
But that is very different in the reality of the of that divine love is very different than the concepts of love that we carry at the fourth dimensional level. Well, this week I'm working on hope. And I would never this literally came to me this morning, and I'm gonna give you a little history. Recently, uh, an opportunity presented itself to me, and and despite it, it seeming to be something that was going to man, manifest me for me, the opportunity is it sort of seems like it's kind of in a void. It's not moving in. It's not moving out. It's not manifesting one way or the other. It just seems sort of out there. So I decided to work on my beliefs and preconceptions of what should or should not happen to neutralize to the behavior where I go to my mind level to figure out solutions or ways to, to bring it in, this, that, and the other, and to constantly refocus on finding the answers within and working for the enfoldment from the pure soul essence level. So that's where my that's where I've been going, I think, for about a week on this opportunity. So me, so keep in mind, this week also, I'm reading this Sadakis in his own words session for my radio show. And so I have that, of course, in the back of my mind. And at some point when I'm going through the clearing, the higher self came in and said, while you're neutralizing, you need to neutralize hope. And I'm like, What? I've just been working on this thing about how powerful hope is. What are you talking about? You know, I'm like, huh? And immediately, you know, I I would balk for just a minute, but then the higher self came in and gave me the information, which I'm sharing with you. And they said, in our fourth dimensional mind, we often attach hope to specific results specific goals, future manifestations. And this way, we take ourselves out of the now and we live in that future where our hope lies. Our hope lies in the future. And I think you know what I mean. We all say things like, oh, I'll be happy when I get my new job or I'll be secure, you know, when I get married or I'll be um, more productive when I can move from this crowded space and get my own place. I'm just making this up. And so what we do and what we put out there is the hope for the new job, the new situation, the new living, the new relationship, whatever it is, we put a hope in that and we attach it to the future. But in effect, in reality, divine energy, any divine energy but in this case, the divine energy of hope is a now energy. It provides opportunities now to rethink hopelessness, to find new solutions. It is not meant to be tied to a future goal because to make our feelings of hope predicated on in the future, this or that has to happen or in order for us to be happy or joyful or financially secure It means that it sets us up for despair, disappointment, devastation, when the future hope doesn't play out like we wanted it to. 
So the higher selves are really clear that we have to neutralize the connection of hope that is tied to a future result, a future goal. Uh, the words aren't important. I think you know what that means. And so the higher self have indicated that they want me to do a healing for all of us to let go of hope. And of course, we're going to use faith. Um, and of course, if we feel the future goal is hopeless, then we have the faith that it's hopeless and we keep manifesting the continued hopelessness and that future goal would, would never be able to manifest. So we want to also have work on the elements of faith, but more in the positive sense. We want to switch the faith around to the, the positive uh, perspective and having faith that, that, you know, all that we hope for will manifest. Um, but again, what's important is not to tie the hope to something in the future, to understand that it is for us, it's a now energy. It's a now energy, just like all the divine energies. And the more we understand that and use it in the now and, and um, neutralize the elements where at the fourth dimensional mind level, we are tying it to things that, that it's created out of our own belief systems, our own knowledge, whatever we've learned or whatever our experiences are. You know, it comes from very real, it's there for very real reasons, all that we've experienced and gone through, but we need to neutralize this. We need to neutralize it just as much as we need it to neutralize all that we attach to the word love, to the concept of love. So I have no idea where they're going to take this healing, so we'll just, see uh, where it goes, okay? So each and every one of you, if you just quiet your mind, um, I have to have a little water. And I'm going to ask that we each begin to focus on the pure soul essence. We're starting there today, the higher selves want to bring us right into the energy of all there is that we carry. You can envision this as a spark of light, flame of a candle, the image or symbol of the sun. You can also utilize the concept or the image of a diamond, two four-sided pyramids base to base, a very beautiful diamond. It is representative of the totality of the originating source. And the diamond is energetic. It's not solid. It, it can expand to be whatever it is, to be as big as it needs to be, to encompass all that it needs to encompass. It is completely unlimited in nature. It carries beautiful facets, elements, aspects, Lights, colors, sounds, shapes. It carries the totality of all there is. Everything that could be needed or wanted or um, utilized. All energy, all wisdom, all balance, all harmony. And you can use that as an internal symbol for the pure soul essence. But at this moment, I'm going to ask that each of you, and just remember, it's energy it is beautiful. It is not painful. It is not hurtful. 
uh, I immediately began to sense that there was some pain because we go to the mind level perhaps that this sharp edges diamond is inside and it's hurting us. <laughs> That's what's coming up for me. So right away, I'm going to ask that each and every, every one of you that may be feeling any kind of pain with the image, this image of the pure soul essence within to understand that it is absolutely soft and beautiful and nurturing and loving and perfect in energy as we could ever want within. It doesn't carry pain. It's only our perception that it, it would be painful. But So I want everyone to release that. But meanwhile, let's enlarge this beautiful image, have it grow, have it move to encompass first the totality of who we are in the physical body. And so now big enough to encompass the totality of who, are, who we are physically. But we're not just going to encompass us, and we're, we're being moved into the center of it. This is another way that we can become one with the originating source of all there is, because this symbol is a symbol of the originating source. So instead of plugging in in the other ways I've done, the originating source, the higher selves are leading me through this to show you that the originating source is within. And by expanding that symbolic pure soul essence, that symbolic totality of, the, of all there is, we are standing now encompassed with it. It's within us, and now it's grown to encompass the totality of who we are. But the growth, it completely uh, continues. It doesn't stop. It grows to encase the totality of the fourth dimensional soul mind, all of our soul aspects, all of who we are at the fourth dimensional level, known and unknown. And then it continues to expand to incorporate and encompass the totality of who we are at the fifth dimensional level and those aspects that have already moved into the sixth dimensional frequency levels. It's also encompassing the totality of our journey as mineral plants, animals, and true humans. It's moving to expand the totality of all that we are. In other words, it's becoming what could be viewed as that forever now moment. Now this pure soul essence that we're standing within, I want you to imagine the the totality of all of us now moving to the center of the healing circle or the center of the wheel, the hub of the wheel, whatever analogy you wish to use. And we're now standing, each of us, within this beautiful symbolic pure soul essence energy that has grown to become the enveloping originating source of all there is. And now I'm seeing a conglomerate form of the pyramid. The We are joining in one accord. And in this way, there is a, another symbolic pyramid encasing and encompassing the totality of who we are. All of us. We're all standing together joined in one accord within this symbolic diamond. I think I said pyramid earlier, but I meant diamond.
and I'm seeing a very interesting image. It's as if the diamond that's encompassing the totality of who we are, it's so huge. It's like hanging in the universe. And within it are so many galaxies and so many, you know, everything. There's so much a part of the space, of space known and unknown. But it's still not encompass the totality of all space, but it is so huge. I just can't even, I can't even tell you the, the, the sense I have of it. I can't even explain it because there's not words to explain. But it's just hanging or suspended in there as a beacon. And that beacon is sending out this tremendous amount of light, tremendous amount of energy calling in those souls that I've seen come before, legions. And while this light is beaming out, carrying the totality of all there is, connecting us as one with all there is, I'm going to ask that we put in it that divine energy of hope. And that specifically that energy of hope moves out to all souls that feel themselves to be in a hopeless situation or condition. We want that energy of hope to go out and allow those souls the opportunity to take it in, the souls that are ready to take it in. Remember, the souls are in that situation because it's what they believe they need to be in. And But some souls will be ready to change their mind. Some souls will be open to the idea that they can choose some way to move out of that hopeless situation. And so what I'm seeing now as we pulse this light of hope throughout activating that very powerful call, souls from all over the universe, known and unknown, are moving in to partake of the energy of hope. I'm just watching the process, and it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And now the higher selves are indicating they want us to activate the energy of faith. Remembering that faith is the energy that manifests what is hoped for. So the hope goes out, allowing souls to have a choice that they don't have to stay in that hopeless situation. It's the energy to help them decide at that inner unconscious level that there is a way. And now the energy, we're activating the energy of faith and allowing that faith to move out, joining that hope, allowing those with hope to also have the faith in the positive focus of attention to manifest the movement out that they're choosing at the soul level, that they choose to to manifest. Remember that each and every one of us, if we're in any kind of hopeless situation, helpless situation, we also are t- have the opportunity at the facade level to take in this energy of hope. And I'm asking each of you to please open your heart, allowing the resistance, the fear, the doubt, the confusion, anything, the misunderstandings, whatever we carry that might keep us holding on to hopelessness, 
that we let that go, that we allow that to move out of the heart into the light and neutralize, neutralize it. While we are streaming this energy out and while we remain conscious of the fact that we have activated the divine hope, we've activated divine faith, and we are in the process of taking it in ourselves and helping other souls from all around the universe to utilize the energy. And the higher selves are indicating the energy is also being brought out by, uh, <clears throat> by many higher selves into the astral plane to infuse this energy of hope and faith into the astral plane to <clears throat> as well as just the divine light to help shift the astral plane uh, into dissolving more much of the hopelessness and infusing much of the hope and then of course the faith that the hope will manifest Okay, now the higher selves are asking why we are conscious that this is ongoing, that we each focus on ourselves. Whatever you connect with hope to the future, whenever you connect hope to a future result, that you let go of that connection. Now you can see it or experience it in any way. But the hope for your happiness is tied to some future event. The hope to avoid homelessness is tied to a future event. The hope to um, have financial security may be tied to a future event. Anything that you find that you tie to a future event will finally be able to breathe when such and such happens. I'll finally be able to move out of this horrible stress when such and such happens. So we are always constantly tying the hope for ourselves to some specific outcome. And I want all of those ties, all of those hooks, all of those belief systems, because hope is a now energy. Divine hope is a now energy, and it is the perspective, the belief in the conscious mind at the human level that discolors and distorts the now energy and pulls it into the future focus. Love so often pulls us into the past, being stuck in the past. There was future focus with love too. But this one particularly, according to higher self, is often tied to the future. Now, I'm sure I didn't remember this information came in this morning and here I am preparing for the show. So there's probably more. There's, they didn't come up with a lot of past ties, but the hopes of the future would, of course, be based on real experiences and situations and conditions we've had in the past. Whatever in the past made us feel good, that's what we hope to again happen in the future. So that is clearly they are connected. So we want to um, we want to send the light to neutralize. All those connections, and I don't know if you want to see it as ripple effects. I don't know if you want to see it as actual symbolic ties, energetic ties that keep us stuck either in the past and the future. We want to move into the state of knowingness of the now. There is hope. 
hope is here. It's not tomorrow, next week, or next month, depending on what happens next week or next month, if we get what we want, that goal, that result, that's what we put on it. So I want everyone to let go of that. And actually, I may not be explaining it very well, but I do feel a lot of release here. I do feel that a lot of these connections are being cut in some way, discontinued, neutralized, uh, dissolved. There's a lightning here because that future burden, it, it is like a burden. It's like we're carrying the future around with us all the time. And so by by dis, dissolving and neutralizing those binds, those, those energetics that are beliefs that hold us to the future and keep us stuck in the future, we are... Make it, it, we're lighter. We can't control the future and what a burden it is. What a burden it is to have our life's joy or happiness or serenity or success or whatever it is we're trying the future be dependent on what happens in the future. When we can't control the future, we can only be in the now. We can only process ourselves. We can't push or control or manipulate or trespass on someone else to make them do our bidding or something else like a government or whatever. So let's continue to let go of these issues, these ties. And now a lot of fears are coming up. I'm feeling a lot of fear because it's difficult. We've been very well programmed, so to speak, very well trained, very well worked practiced at tying hope to the future, tying our positive feelings to the future. We've been very used to that. And we're, we're like, so when we dissolve the future connections, what comes up is, well, now that that's gone, now that I don't have goals or results required and I don't, you know, I, I have to undo that whole perspective. What else is there? What's underneath? What? Who am I? What does it mean, hope in the now? What does it mean? Who, how do I live if I don't have my, my goal set for the future results? Well, I'll tell you from what I can understand, and I'm pretty sure some of you will know much more about this than I, and you can certainly write me and share with me. But from what I understand... It allows us to be more and more in the knowingness, uh, utilizing the pure soul essence energy to facilitate our awakening, to facilitate our unfoldment, to facilitate our becoming all that we are, to become one in the moment with our pure soul essence, our true soul essence, to live out of that place so that we can be fully focused and fully connected and fully move into that knowing that Paul talked about. So I want everyone to let go of the fears and the doubts, the confusion, any resistance to letting go of these connections that we 
put on to hope that really limit us, that really hold us stuck. Let's let all that go, moving it out. You can see it or perceive it. I see it coming out of the heart, the stomach, the throat. I feel a lot of stuff coming out of the chest and the throat. And I want to say there's a lot of pain here. There's a lot of pain. I see sort of a universal scream because of all the things we hope for that never manifested. Because our faith, instead of being in what we hoped in the now, the faith was carrying the negative orientation that only added to the hopelessness and held the thing that we hope for in a state of hopelessness and it didn't manifest. So I want to also, the higher self are indicating that we can work on the negative perspectives and the negative connections, the negative concepts, the negative beliefs that we have tied to the word faith. So we want to let go of all of that and move that into the light. And that really chokes me up. I mean, I can just feel in a conglomerate sense, I can feel a lot of the I feel resistant to letting go of the concept of faith that we've had for eons of time, several thousand years on this planet, but it's similar in so many planets. The faith in the outer authorities, the faith in the God, the faith in, you know, here it would be the faith in the Christ, the belief that, that we have to have faith in something external to us. And if we have faith in that, then life will be good. If we don't, then we're doomed. So we want to release all of those misunderstandings about faith. Remember, faith is divine energy. Nobody lacks it. We have the concept that we lack faith. So we want to, re- we want to let go. Oh, I just don't have any faith in any of that. That's just never going to happen. Well, we do have faith. We have a faith that it's not going to happen. So we want to let go of the negative viewpoint, the negative attachments, the negative concepts and beliefs we have about faith and it can be difficult because faith is seeming such a spiritual such a uh, powerful force and we see it and hear it everywhere that you know we have faith and so of course there are positive excuse me positive elements positive aspects positive orientations out there and so people feel, oh, you know, that's, if I don't have faith, I'm not a spiritual person or something like that. And it isn't, remember, there's no way we're going to neutralize or get rid of the divine faith we carry. We're getting rid of the more negative, the negative aspects, the negative attachments, the negative perceptions and viewpoints and belief systems about faith. So we want, and that I do see connects us to the past and to the future as well. The higher cells aren't giving me a lot of information, but in any case, I think you all know basically what I'm saying. So we, we're we letting go. I'm just feeling a tremendous amount in my back. don't know why that is. What's going on? Remember, I'm focusing on a conglomerate symbol here. So it's not my personal back. It's symbolically the back. Okay, okay. One of the reasons it seems to be very difficult to let go of our ideas and concepts about faith is because it seems almost like our spiritual foundation 
faith is something that is really a big part of religious systems and other philosophies, uh, metaphysical or alternative philosophies all around the planet and has been for a very long time. So those of us who feel spiritual, who feel uh, really connected to helping and to our mission and our destiny or whatever, and we've been that way for so many lives, the idea of faith seems like a foundation for us. So I connect it to the back because it's the spine that holds us up. It, the, the spinal column, uh, you know, protects the cord and all those nerves that go to all parts of our body. So it's kind of like the motherboard for our bodies. And so I, when I, so what I'm feeling in the back is that it's very difficult for us to give up the traditional concept and ideas of the word faith because it's been like a spiritual foundation for us for many, many eons of time because it's not just on this planet. And so I want everyone to, as much as you can, to begin to just send the light, start to dissolve the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the misinterpretations, and holding on to concepts that are limiting, dissolving the, that, that hold of anchors, knowing that divine faith we carry 24-7. We have it all the time. What we're letting go of is the arena of faith, the fourth dimensional concepts and beliefs about faith that no longer are valid, that they hold us either in the future or the past so much of the time, instead of allowing the faith, which is a now energy, the divine faith is a now energy, and we want divine faith to move in. And I want to also call in divine knowing, because that paragraph that Paul said was so powerful, and yet he only touched on it in one that paragraph. He comes back to it sort of in passing, but I really feel that all of us have the ability and are awakening to that divine knowing as we move more and more of the altered realities out. Again, any of the preconceptions, any of the misunderstandings or misinterpretations of what knowing is all about, and also any and all altered realities, energy identities, fears, thoughts, actions, anything that limits limited truth, false beliefs, anything and everything, self-identities that keep us from truly knowing who we are, truly connecting to all that we are, truly being in the now, knowing not thinking, not deciding, not using the mind to know, but to know from within, from the inside out. The higher selves are indicating to me, they're showing me a picture of all these energies that we're using for ourselves are also being taken out and shared with other souls around, um, around the universe uh, at every and every level, 
the souls that are beneath us in evolutionary awareness. The indication is also that the souls that are above us in evolutionary awareness are very much a part of this healing, and they are also, because we are connected with them, they also are facilitating our movement forward and our awakening and our knowing. The issues up and down the spinal column are definitely, for me, I do see they are improving. I still see sort of pockets here and there where there is some resistance or some um, blocks or some, some something, some pain. I feel pain there, so let's let go of pain. Okay. This pain is the pain of having faith that if we did something, we believed something, we thought something, we said something, we didn't say something, we didn't do something, whatever the shoulds and shouldn'ts were, we had very deep belief that what we attached the hope to in the future would manifest. And the pain is when it doesn't. And so there's a lot of pain actually attached to this kind of faith. And with all that pain, you'd think it would be easy to let go of the, the fourth dimensional mind concepts of faith, um, but it isn't. But right now, there are these pockets, and it's as if the pain is so difficult, it's hard to even go in and look at it and let it go. It almost feels like a boil, boils in various parts of the back. It's just very superated and pussy and really yucky. I'm sorry about the, you know, maybe it's too much information, but that's what I'm seeing. And so I want everyone to lance those boils with divine love, divine light, and allow the pain and the suffering and all that it carries with it, all the experiences, all the thoughts, all the fears, just allowing it to flow into the light and really clear as much as possible, this those misunderstandings about faith that keep us anchored in the past and the future and keep us from moving forward in the sense of moving into the now and unfolding according to our own divine plan, divine will, um, the highest energies and manifestations that we can utilize. And I do see a lot of this draining still coming out, a lot of pus, a lot of cut pus, but it is, I mean, symbolic pus. It is moving into the light. It is being dissolved. I want to see if the higher self have any, you know, can tell me how to speed this up because it doesn't seem to be, seems to be taking too long, and I know we can do this really fast, so let's just see. The higher self are just indicating that we should activate the higher heart consciousness and allow it to symbolically fill the spaces that are being left empty, because that divine love in itself will also help the process of release, because we're going to feel the serenity and the calm and the loving nature of as we let it go, that will become more and more intense symbolically, more and more real to us, more and more in the know that that's what's there for us.
Well, it's just a really good job going on here. Um, the biggest one that I'm sort of focusing on is over half empty. The other smaller ones are, are emptying faster. They're more than to being empty. And I'm just going to just kind of allow that process to keep going, asking that we all continue. I've just been made aware of another one. Right at the root chakra area, there's another kind of yucky thing, and that's also releasing. So that's just really good. Okay, so let's now, again, now that we've worked on letting go of some of the misconceptions and misunderstandings and the false beliefs about belief, about hope and faith, I'm asking that we now, each individual, we're still connected, we're just, we're still held, joined in one accord with one another, with all the past, present, and future listeners, and we all, we are very um, uh, amalgamated with our own higher selves and the conglomerate higher selves of all the higher selves that are present. So in this place, I want everyone to activate again, to focus on, consciously focus on divine hope. And I'm hoping now that you release the attachments to the future and the past, maybe not everything, but you're able to hold on to that sense that the hope is right here, right now. And that hope is moving in through and around the totality of who each and every one of us are at that facade soul level, that human level. And it's moving in to offer you ideas and concepts solutions, uh, answers um, that will help you at the soul level to change your mind so you no longer have to go through the experience, whatever it is, that you find difficult or hopeless. So right now, I want each of you to consciously take in this divine hope. Allow it to permeate the totality of your soul mind at the fourth dimensional level. It's a divine energy. It knows exactly where to go and what to do. It knows the answers or the solutions or the concepts or the viewpoints or the perceptions that it will be bringing to you to help you at the soul level change your mind about the belief you had that you needed to be in that situation. Now, I want us all to activate divine faith and have that become one with the divine hope that you carry. And I want each of you to make the conscious decision to know that the faith is going to manifest all the choices of hope that your soul makes from that hope energy. Feel that energy of manifestation. Feel it grow. Feel it intensify. Stand in the center of the knowing, of the faith in the now. The back continues to heal. I feel scab forming symbolically. So there are wounds here from the 
symbolic wounds. I'm asking divine uh, healing to move in, divine repair, divine uh, bandages, whatever they may be, divine everything. There is still a couple that are still draining, but the other ones that drained up and down the back are creating these scabs. So I just wanted to let you know because it's definitely changed. Um, the resistance to the faith, uh, moving forward in and expanding our concept of hope and faith, that's being dealt with very well. And I'm really pleased to see it. Okay. I'm just experiencing a lot. Um, it just feels extremely powerful what we did right now. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to bubble up for people. It's, it's except for once this morning where I worked on it fairly quickly or utilized it or uh, worked with the ideas not even all of them when I did now. I don't know how it's going to bubble up for all of us. And all I can say is we continue to awaken. We continue to step forward. We continue to cooperate with the unfolding. We have a lot of help. We have the help of the um, higher heart consciousness, uh, fifth dimensionals and with dual soul nature. We have the help of the um, evolutionary thrust. And we have the help of the planet Earth itself having moved into from its own evolutionary process into a much higher state of energy that allows this, these concepts and energies in for us to utilize and access and understand and bring into consciousness. We have a lot of help right now. So I want to call on the divine unfoldment, divine awakening, divine opportunities, divine love, divine joy, divine knowing, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception, divine material balance, divine now, the divine nowness. I'm still seeing some resistance, and I don't want to stop until I mention it, the resistance is one based on time. So there is a thought here. Um, it's kind of um, it's so understandable that I can't even articulate it. It's like I need the time to get to my goals or I need time to move my life to better place or whatever. And so there's some resistance about time that how can you be in the nowness when you have to unfold through time or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm not getting it better, but I want to neutralize all the concepts. I want all of us to neutralize all our concepts of time because I've said over and over again that there is no stopwatch. There is no booby prize. There is no, uh, reward for getting somewhere faster than anyone else. And the time is, if we call in divine time, then we operate at the highest level of unfoldment. Instead of figuring in our mind's eye what the timing should or should not be, 
we will call in that divine time and connect that with the hope and the faith and the love and the unfoldment and the um, understanding and all of those other divine energies, the expansion of time, and that we will know, we will know the timing from within. We don't have to set it from the mind level. I mean, this seems a little bit out there for me in a, in a way. I mean, on some levels, it feels absolutely exactly where we are. But I do apologize if for some reason it's not connecting for some of you. Um, I'm going to keep working with it. And if I have any new insights about it, I will certainly share it with you all. Anything you have, you can share with me. And But I am feeling um, definitely calling in divine time. Is definitely there's some expansion going on. There's some very real expansion going on. So I want to thank those of you who had that confusion enough so that I could pick it up so that I brought in this element of divine time. Because divine time is part of all of these energies. It's part of the now. The now is unlimited. Remember, you've heard me say it's an energy field. It does, it's not fleeting or hard to reach. It's there. It's an energy field. And if we put it in divine time, it makes it for the forever now or something. I don't understand it all, but it is very expanded by bringing in divine time. It's exciting. I can feel it. It's palpable. We're not going to move into the divine knowingness in one go, but I think this is a good focus for us all to move into that divine knowingness, that divine centeredness, the divine now, the divine hope, the divine faith, the divine love, the divine time, the divine everything, so that we're directing all of that from within, from the pure soul essence and not from the mind level not from the belief systems we've carried for eons of time. We want to let those go. And with that, the healing is over. And, well, I don't even see the cocoon. Let me just see what the higher styles are indicating. The cocoon is is really there. I just saw it as a symbol. You know, I saw it to indicate for me that we're all now held within this symbolic diamond at the center of the originating source. There isn't more of a cocoon than that one. Okay? That's that cosmic hug. That's where we came from and where we're returning to. That's what we're connected to. And all there is, that is, the cocoon. We don't need a separate energy, the higher self they're indicating. And it is encompassing and embracing all the souls that we help today. The symbolic diamond has grown to encase every soul throughout the universe that have come in to partake of the energies. So it is providing a cocoon for all those souls, known and unknown, uh, as well. And wow, I'm just pretty out of it, guys. 
I didn't realize I went so long. Um, whew. Anyway, um, hi, that's it for today. I want to again thank everyone for being part of this group. Um, you know, I just can't say enough how much I love it, how much you're helping me, and uh, in so many different ways. And I just love the opportunity to share with all of you to create a community. We're all in this together. Remember, we're a team. We are a team, guys. And things are happening on the uh, things are happening, whether we're consciously bring you know causing them to happen by becoming aware and amalgamating and moving out and doing you know setting up and activating all the divine energies or whether we're just walking through our day and stuff is happening unconsciously we're always a team and what we're working on is so that the unconscious stuff that happens doesn't play out as the negative belief systems and negative viewpoints that we have about hope and faith and love. We want them, if they're going to be happening unconsciously, to be happening at the highest frequency level that we can manage. And every moment in time, that frequency level is going to go up because we have those helping us expand that are at the higher levels of evolutionary awareness than we are. So there's a lot of wind at our backs. There's a lot of pull. There's a lot of push or a lot of encouragement, a lot of movement gigantic flow that we're all in. So, until next week, I think we have another Paul next week. Yes, we do. And as a matter of fact, I did check it out. He is going to be talking about divine love. And, of course, you've heard a lot about divine love in a lot of ways. He adds another element, another part, another aspect, another bit of information to bring into our consciousness um, and I believe after him it's Marias again and then there'll be two more Pauls and that'll be the end of the series I'm not sure as yet where the series will go after that I know at some point I'll just know where it's going to go <laughs> um, but certainly I'm taking suggestions from any one of you guys if, again if you want to email me Janet at JanetRichmond.com I do want to say, because I think I forgot to say, I found out this week that if you have an iPhone, my radio shows are on the podcast app that the iPhone provides automatically when you buy the iPhone. I think it's a purple-looking app. And, yeah, it's purple with, like, a microphone with these white things around it. It says podcast. And if you put my name in or the higher self voice in, play around with it. Because I did, first time I did it, I only got 2012 shows. But then when I just played around and I searched in a different way, finally all the shows came up and there were 100 more, 200 and some. So you have access from that podcast to this. You don't have to find it just from my website or on Blog Talk. So if you have it, you can play it through the car. I mean, how great is that? <laughs> you know, just while you're going around your day. Um, so anyway, I did want to say that. And I think I'm going to say it at the top of the show the next time because it's exciting. 
I didn't, I don't know how it's on there. I don't know why it's something blog talk must do, but somehow I've been on blog talk so much. They probably started it a few years ago and you know, I didn't realize it was an upgrade or a new thing. So whatever. So tell them, remain conscious, be one with divine hope, be one with divine faith and the knowingness that there is hope everywhere and have faith in that hope and that no one is stuck in hopelessness. And with that, I say, I will say, I love you all as always. I will be talking to you next week. Until then. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.